Teron Lowe. Seven straight points by Iverson. Looked like he was dead in the water. Ball slips her by Flex. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. If that's the last image of Michael Jordan, how magnificent the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the 3 and D. I'm Paul Lombardi, and I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Review and Preview Network for my weekly NBA and college basketball show. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Review and Preview Sports. Happy Selection Sunday, everyone. It is officially the best time of the year, and I'm so excited to bring you the Selection Sunday special. Two years in the making. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled about it. I'm joined here by Review and Preview's own Tom Scavetta as we will both be revealing our brackets uh, live in front of everybody, all, all while providing commentary on this wild 2021 tournament. So anybody paying attention, you know, has, has watched all the tournaments, has seen everything that's going on. Tom, how are we doing? How are you holding up? Paul, I'm doing excellent. And what a wild finish to the Big Ten title game. Oh, my goodness. Um I know we have a friend, Andy Hopper, who lives out in Champaign, Illinois. That man must have been on the edge of his seat, Illinois, beating Ohio State. And, um, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, you told me this is going to be a wild week of games. And, you know, I'm just texting with my buddies who root for several different teams. And we always talked about this. This is the best time of year for sports in general, if you're a sports fan, not because of uh, how good March Madness is, but because of how long it lasts and how wild it is, like, this week coming up, it's going to be four days of straight madness, Paul. And I'm looking forward to breaking down this bracket uh, with you tonight. Give the folks a nice perspective on what our thoughts are, what we're thinking. So really do appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course, Tom. I, you know, I'm so excited about it. This is something that like, you know, when sports first got canceled a year ago, um, this was the one that hit hardest because this is literally my favorite uh, sports time of the year. You know, it's like I'm a diehard basketball, baseball, and football mm-hmm. fan, but nothing beats the NCAA tournament. There is just nothing like it. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, so I really, I'm just really so excited and I, I can't wait. These conference tournament games were sick. Uh, they were a good little tease for us too to get ready for the tournament. Um, our, our boy Andy, um, Guys, uh, his he's comments already. He's he's got comment already. What's up, boys? And he's got ill. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Illinois is going far. Oh my god, are they? They look special. There's no doubt about that. They really do, and they have uh, a potential national player of the year, Paul. And that's what scares me. Um, it's crazy. They kind of 
bursted onto the map this year. They really weren't known as like a powerhouse school. I mean, I think only one of the notable players in the NBA uh, I know from Illinois is Myers Leonard. And I know there's probably a couple others here and there, but they don't produce too many NBA talents compared to other schools like those blue blood schools. So it's great to see Illinois ranked this high in the NCAA tournament. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't want to spoil anything, but Illinois should be going far in the big dance. I a little teaser, you know, as we reveal our tournaments and stuff, I got them going pretty far. I think that they're, they're close to unbeatable and there's a lot of teams up there that are so tough, but it's all about, as we've seen in past NCAA tournaments, it's all about who's hot at the right time, who catches momentum in the conference tournaments and Illinois is without a doubt, one of those teams. And I, I think, you know, but overall with this entire bracket, I think it was so cool the way some of the matchups that we're getting, um, there's so many matchups that can just go either way too. I think that there's just going to be like, there's going to be so many upsets. Everything's at one location too. It's, this is going to be a tournament like no other. Like it really is. And, and I'm, and I'm hyped. I mean, we saw it with the conference tournaments too. We saw Georgetown win the big East. We saw Oregon state win the PAC 12 and steal uh, bids from other teams. You know, we were we were like talking about it before. Louisville ended up not getting in. Duke ended up not getting in. Not not that I thought Duke was going to get in anyway. But say an Oregon State or a Georgetown who had no chance of being an at large bid uh, doesn't win their tournament, they then Louisville hundred percent gets in. But they're going they end up getting snubbed. And these these tournaments were crazy. And Drake ended up being an at large bid, even though they lost to Loyola Chicago in their. Uh, their conference finals, like it was, it was insane. We got like we got an insane matchup with Winthrop, who has only lost one game this year to oh, UNC Asheville. Uh, t- they're taking on Villanova. Like it's, the, I I'm absolutely hyped, and I cannot wait. Um, I just I I like it's been two it's been two years in the making. It's felt and it's felt exactly that long. Yeah, I think we might have been together last year when I think we were together when we heard the news break that the tournament was canceled. So this is going to be outstanding. What about Georgetown winning the Big East, Paul? I mean, out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, talk about getting hot at the right time. Weren't they the ninth-ranked team heading into the Big East tournament? Weren't they predicted to finish last in the preseason poll? And Georgia Tech with the ACC, this is amazing. This is madness. It truly is madness. It really is. And this is more than we've ever seen, too. Georgia Tech, I mean, like, Georgia Tech's had a great season, but them winning the ACC tournament, like, come on. Like, it, nobody <laughs> would have known that. And, like, like think about some of the storylines that we've had this season and how crazy it would have been if somebody had told us at the beginning of this college basketball season, oh, this is what's going to happen. Rick Pitino is going to be coaching in the NCAA tournament, and John Calipari is not going to be. Like, you, you would have said they're crazy, but it, that's you know, that's the way it goes. Iona is another team. Got to give them a lot of credit. They pulled out a win in the MAC. They had so many shutdowns with COVID. There's so many of those teams that are in this bracket that are just like – um just like amazing stories too. Western Kentucky sadly didn't make it. You know, I, if you've been watching, if you've been a pretty big three and D fan, I've been high on Western Kentucky this entire year, Charles Bassey, uh, Tavion Hollingsworth. 
I thought they were a good team. They lost in their conference tournament, though, and they didn't get an at-large bid. So I was kind of sad about that. That was going to be a team that I was going to, like, use as an upset. But, um, you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of interesting teams. I, I like how Utah State got, got an yeah. at-large bid as well. Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill. The, uh, Nemius Keda. Nemius Keda is yep. a monster, too. He's so good. Yeah, well, Sam Merrill's a buck now, but he, he he was good for Utah State. He definitely was good. They should be an interesting team to look out for, Paul. Uh, I'm really excited for the first four. You talked about Iona uh, just a couple miles up the road here. And just come, I mean, we kind of knew it was going to be them or Siena, I feel like, coming out of the MAC. But talking about some of these local schools, these New York schools, and how about Syracuse getting in? By the skin of their teeth, they lost in the quarterfinals to I want to say Virginia the, on the buzzer beater. They so, yeah they did, and they they were like on the bubble, and they were potentially not going to make it. They had some big wins during the season. I thought it was great that Syracuse made it though. Um, you know, I was I I don't even know if I ever told you this. I was a big Syracuse fan in high school. Oh, I know that was my team, but like St. John's my team now. I was a big Syracuse fan, like the Michael Carter Williams days. Like that was my team. And I still root for Syracuse too in the tournament, like throughout the season and stuff. They're they're probably my favorite AC, ACC team. You know, if I have to, uh, if I had to choose one, I I hate a lot of ACC teams like Duke and all of them. So, uh, Not my guys, yeah, I I like I still I still root for them when they're when they're going deep. So since St. John's isn't in it, I'm. 100% going to root for them, and I'm going to root for – got to give a big shout-out to Andy, too. I got an Illinois shirt. I'm I'm proud to admit that I hopped on the bandwagon completely. Nice. Um, got to <laughs> give a shout-out to him, though. Uh, Die-hard Illinois fan from the beginning. Io DeSumo is just my favorite player in the country. So I, I'm hopping on their bandwagon. I'm rooting for them all the way. I, I love Illinois. I love that team. Love everything about that team. Kofi Coburn, Underwood's an amazing coach. You know, I I think that they're great. We got got a few more comments. Playing better basketball than just about everyone right now. That's a fact, and that is a fact right there. Better and, than Gonzaga? They haven't lost. They just haven't. They, that's that is true. That is true. Can you argue the uh, the conference they play in though? Yeah, the conference they play, I mean, it's gotten better over the years, but it's nowhere near to what Illinois has to endure in the Big Ten. So, Without a doububt. Uh, yeah. Hank. Yeah, we got, and we got Hank here, too. Going to be, he's gonna be uh, having his own baseball show soon, too, so that's going to be fantastic. I do brackets only for fun of it, but with that having been said, it seems to me I probably shouldn't sleep on Illinois. We're giving you the facts right now, Hank. Thank you very much. He's kissing Andy's butt. He really That's is. Exactly what he's doing. He really is. The two love each other. <laughs> and happy to see Patrick Ewing get a big W. That I was so happy to see that. You know, the, the rumors came around that he got stopped and the uh they, they didn't know who he was. MSG security stopped. I mean MSG security stopped Spike Lee last year, like so it doesn't say yeah. much. Yeah. Like the, whoever's whoever's in charge of MSG security has to, you know, inform them of the, who these iconic figures are. But what was that? Communication is key. Communication is key. That's exactly Life it. and everything. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, there's no reason. If you're working at Madison Square Garden, you can't not know who Patrick Ewing is or Spike. Yeah. But I was so happy for Georgetown, though. I was like, I'm ecstatic for them. I'm not too sure they're going to win a game in the tournament. 
but I, w- I was glad to see that they won. And I was glad, to- I was also glad that they made it over Seton Hall because, you know, Seton Hall knocked St. John's out. So a little tight about that. That was sad. That was really sad. <laughs> that, that was, that was a really sad game. Like St. So, John's. so, I mean, without it, with, you know, without any further ado, um, I think we're ready to go over the bracket if you are. Sure. Uh, you want me to pull this up here, see what we got for you, folks? Definitely. Uh, we'll pull it up and we'll go through them basically completely. We'll go. We'll start off with the and we'll start off even with the first four too. All right. We'll just uh, remove this banner out of your way. Cool. All right, Paul. Uh, here you go. So we got all the regions. We got the west and the east region. We'll both be on the left side, and we got the Midwest and the South. We'll both be on the right side. These vary every single year, but. The first four games, um, oh, we'll scroll down for that. Yeah, the first four games right there. If you can check them out, these all unlike years in the past, where the first four games would be two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, and then first round would be Thursday and Friday. This year, the first four games, all four of them are taking place on Thursday, and then the first round will be on Friday and Saturday. Second round will be sat- Sunday and Monday, and then the following week we'll start the Sweet Sixteen and so on. So it's it's a different schedule this year. Um, I actually just found out about that recently. I thought it was going to be the the normal schedule as that it normal that it always is. But um, I'm like, yeah, I I'm hyped though. It's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting wait too until Thursday. It's going to feel weird. You know, not having any games until Thursday, but gives all the t- gives all the teams time to travel out to since it's one location to Indianapolis. They have to, you know, send out however many COVID tests, all that kind of stuff. So first game we got Norfolk State versus Appalachian State. So this is this is a sixteen versus sixteen. The winner plays Gonzaga in the first round of the West. The winner's gonna get their butt kicked by Gonzaga. <laughs> I should say. But Norfolk State made uh, won their conference tournament. They made it to their first uh, NCAA tournament since the Kylo Quinn days back in the early 2010s, if anyone remembers. And Appalachian State did pretty decently. Uh, th- this game, I want to go with Norfolk State. Um, that's the one I'm going to have circled. Uh, I like Norfolk State. The I think Appalachian State kind of like held on by thread. Yeah, in order to get there, Norfolk State is more uh, is more ready for this entire tournament. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. Norfolk State coming in 16 and seven. Uh, they're a little bit better. Appalachian State, I believe, they're 17 and 11. So uh, overall, uh, Norfolk State definitely has the advantage here. Um, you know, I really it's hard to pick these first four games because I think only once we've seen a team, which by the way is extremely impressive from the first four to the final four, and that was VCU led by Shaka Smart, right? So yep. before uh, we went to Texas. Yeah, and I think Joe Bryant Jr. is a guy to keep uh, an eye on for uh, Norfolk State. 17 points in the conference championship in the MEAC championship final against Morgan State yesterday. I think him and uh, Kashawn Hicks, too, are going to be two players to watch for them. So, yeah, give me Norfolk State. So, we're one for one, Paul. <laughs> we're one for one. There we go. Really, we're going to mix it up a bit for you guys. So, this next game I'm hyped for. Wichita yeah. State versus Drake. Wichita State was borderline not going to get into the tournament. The Shockers have had a great season this year. A little bit of a surprising season. We all remember 
all the college basketball fans remember the scandal that Greg Marshall had this offseason, you know, basically abusing his players. He ended up getting fired. They had an interim head coach this year, and they still played amazing. Wichita State just figured out a way to do it. First, Drake, who's had a stellar year, was undefeated for a while. They were, um, sadly, they're in the same conference as Loyola Chicago, though, so they ended up losing in the conference championship. But they got an at-large bid, and they're going to play – they're going to be an 11 seed play in and they're going to play USC the way whoever wins will play USC in the first round. So this game, I'm going with Drake. I want to see Drake win a game. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with Drake. I like their team. They're going to be healthy too. Their leading scorer was hurt for a bit this season. He's going to be, he is on, he's on state on slate to be back by uh tournament time. So I'm going to go with Drake. Uh, I'm actually going to disagree here. I'm going to go Wichita State because uh, I think they should have gotten the automatic bid. They should have won the AAC tournament final. They lost to Cincinnati by one point yesterday. That was a tough loss for them. Uh, And not to mention, they beat Houston back in February. They beat them by five. So they have some pretty good wins on their resume. Uh, They were really good in the conference this year. Although, again, losing in the final is not something you – it's something that's tough to build on going into the tournament, especially when you get that deep. Because sometimes when teams get bounced early from the conference tournament, it actually benefits them going into the NCAA tournament because they have time off, they have time to heal, scout the teams, watch these games. As important the conference tournaments are, the eventual prize that everybody wants is to be there in the final four and winning the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to get Wichita State – uh, I still think they have a really good team, Paul. Overall, I, I just, again, I, this is pretty much a, a toss-up game, if you ask me. So yeah. it could really it could really go either way. But uh, Tyson Etienne impresses me. He's, he's one guy that sticks out for Wichita State. And I think they're going to win. I respect it. I like the Shockers a lot. Yeah. So then next game, we got another 16 playing game. So this is going to be – figuring out who gets their butt whooped by Michigan in the first round. Uh, Mount St. Mary's of the NEC, shout out Sacred Heart, my alma mater. Uh, both of our alma mater, actually. Yeah. So uh, Mount St. Mary's won the NEC. I was hoping Sacred Heart was the fourth seed in the tournament. Um, was hoping that they were potentially going to make their first uh, their first trip. They're going to be taking on Texas Southern. Mount St. Mary's was 12-10 and 10 this year. Texas Southern was 16-8. and eight. Um, I'm going to roll with Mount St. Mary's. NEC team, you know, they got hot at the right time. They weren't projected to win, but, you know, I want to say that they that they meet Michigan in the first round. This is Mount St. Mary's in Maryland, correct? Maryland or New York? Yes, Maryland. Maryland, okay. My, my cousin actually went there for his first semester of college like 10, 12 years ago. Um, oh, nice. But anyway, uh, I'm actually going to go Texas Southern here. As much as I would like to see the NEC win this game, I think Texas Southern was a lot more impressive throughout the season. They were a three seed heading into their conference tournament. They were very impressive, uh, knocking off Prairie View A&M Panthers, who I believe made the tournament a year or two ago, The uh, prayer, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if I'm 100% right on that, but I'm going to go with Texas Southern. I just think they have a little bit more consistent uh, resume on their team, and I think they get a little bit more productive bench play. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mount St. Mary's wins either because the NS, the NEC in 2019 we watched that playing game Paul I believe it was fairly Dickinson they won yep. their playing game just to get whipped by Gonzaga 
that Thursday night. So but, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the NEC is a wild conference. You never know who's going to make it. And it's, you know, it's always a battle to see if they're always one of the 16 playing seeds too. So, and now uh, this rounding off the first four, easily the best game in the first four. We were blessed with this game. We got two blue bloods playing in the first four. I mean, Michigan state versus UCLA, both 11 seeds. The winner will take on. Uh, let's see. BYU. Yes. Yep. Winner will take on BYU. Um, you know, going into the season, no one thought these two teams were going to play be playing games. These, you know, are perennial top four seeds almost every single year. Uh, Michigan State versus UCLA. This is this is a tough one for me, who I think is going to win. Michigan State was fifteen and twelve this year. UCLA was seventeen and nine. UCLA is a bit hurt though. Chris Smith is out for the season. Who's their Who's their forward? One of their better scores. Um, Michigan State's been rolling though too recently. I'm going to go with Michigan State honestly. Yeah, I mean, I know UCLA's favorite to win this game, but when it's tournament time, Tom Izzo usually shows up. So I'm going to go with the Spartans here too, Paul. I know they didn't have the best season, 15 and 12, but uh, it's all about timing in, the, in these NCAA tournaments. And UCLA has lost four out of their last five games. Oh yeah, that is not something you want to ride into the NCAA tournament on. As where Michigan State, they split Michigan this year. So that's pretty impressive if you ask me. Uh, I know the first game wasn't close, but they came back and beat them three days later. So I'm going to go uh, Michigan State. They gave them their second loss of the season, too, which a couple weeks yeah. ago, which was which was impressive. I know Michigan State struggled all year, and they got hot right at the right time. They're not a very deep team, but, you know, and they, they, these are two teams that have good players but have struggled for most of the season. So now since the first four is over, we'll move over to the West region. West. We'll check it out. Um, Here we go. Should be at the top of the bracket. So leading us off, since we just went over it, we got number one seed Gonzaga taking on number 16 seed Norfolk State. Uh, We both chose Norfolk State, so we're going to have that. Uh, For me, pretty obvious. I'm going with the Zags. Same. Yeah, there's, there's no stopping those guys in the round of 64. Not happening. There's, there's no, it's not even going to be close. It's going to be that's a layup. That's a, that's it's, a layup. It's a layup. This is now, not a Virginia UMBC game, though. Not at all. Not a shot. Not a shot that it's anything like that. But you know, Norfolk State's maybe maybe they could lead a halftime or something. You never know. Uh, so right below that we got an eight versus nine. We got Oklahoma versus Missouri. Now this is going to be a really good game. Oklahoma was great all year. They struggled towards the end of the season, kind of fell in the top 25, but same with Missouri. Missouri was surging kind of was like a nobody team, but was succeeding so much in the sec. And then they kind of plummeted big time and they ended up falling into a nine, nine seed. They were in the top 25 for a while this year. They were even in the top 10 for a period of time. And uh, they, you know, completely fell out and they weren't in the top 25. I'm going with Oklahoma in this. I think Oklahoma is going to meet up with the Zags in the second round. Uh, Oklahoma's got a pretty deep team and I, I, I don't see them losing, uh, losing to Missouri. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to take the Sooners. This game's on Saturday, I believe, because this year I think the round of 64 officially starts on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, the entire, um, the entire West and East regions will be on Saturday. They haven't released any of the times yet, but the right. West and East regions, this entire left side of the bracket will be on Saturday. And uh, 
Friday will be the entire right side of the bracket, south and midwest. So, you know, not sure exactly what like what time all the games are going to be, but that's that's basically how they're dividing it this year. So jumping down, we got Creighton versus UC Santa Barbara. Now, Creighton's been struggling a bit, and they ended up getting their butt whooped by uh, Georgetown in the Big East Finals a couple nights ago, which was a bit of a shock uh, to be, well, last night, I should say, not a couple nights ago. But UC Santa Barbara has been in a very underrated team this year. Obviously, nobody really watches UC Santa Barbara basketball, especially yeah. here on the East Coast, too. So we don't know too much about them, but they were 22 and 4 this year. Uh, they're a big upset watch kind of team. I'm going first upset of my bracket. I'm going UC Santa Barbara beats Creighton. So a 12 seed will advance. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Creighton. I'm going to go Creighton. Uh, Zagorowski, those guys are going to come on. Uh, I believe Mitch Ballack is on that team, if I'm yeah. thinking correctly. Yeah, so those guys are good. Uh, you know, I, I really – I mean, Nick Dermott is a good coach. And Creighton, you know, they have the experience factor too. They have a Duke transfer on their roster as well. So they have guys that have NCAA tournament experience. Uh, I agree, Paul. This could potentially be on upset watch, but as far as the pick is concerned, give me Creighton surviving. But this will be very tight. This will be very tight game. Very tight. Game. I, re- I respect it. I think it's it can go either way. I think it's going to be a very tight game all the way to the end. Um, I'm going to pull Santa Barbara out first, though. And then another t- another game that could be on upset watch. We got number four Virginia, who obviously had to withdraw from the ACC tournament because of a COVID test. They're cleared to play. They'll be eligible to play in the tournament and they're taking on Ohio and Ohio is a team to watch out for. Jason Preston is a monster average 15, seven and seven this year. He's their star player. He does just about everything for them. Uh, They won their tournament. They got, they ended up with a 13 seed. They were 16 and seven this season. That's definitely going to be a game that uh, a lot of people could choose as an upset. I'm going to go with Virginia. Uh, I think like if, People go with, oh, that's going to be, a, as I've been saying, that's going to be a common one that people choose as yeah. like one of the bigger upsets, especially four versus 13. A lot of times we see four versus 13 upsets. But I'm going to roll with Virginia. Virginia knows what they're doing. Uh, they're st- still technically the reigning champions, still. Yeah, exactly. You have reigning uh, national champions on that team. Kihei Clark, Jay Huff, those guys, they have experience. So give me Virginia. Plus, they've had a lot of time off. Now, I know couple of their players will be arriving late due to uh, the positive COVID test, but uh, I think they're going to get by Ohio. Yeah, totally agree with that. So now we got the bottom section of the, of the West bracket. We got number six seed USC versus the winner of Wichita state versus Drake. You had Wichita state. I had Drake. So USC versus Drake for me. Um, this is, this is a tough one because I like, yeah, this is like, they see going into this, I knew what I was going to pick for most of these, most of these games, but uh, I, there's a couple that I'm like on the fence about. I'm going with Drake. I'm going to go with Drake. Uh, this is a six versus 11 seed. USC has been a little inconsistent this year. Evan Mobley is a fantastic player though. He's their star player. Big man is going to be top five pick in this year's draft, but USC has been up and down. Everyone in the PAC 12 has been up and down this year. So it's very tough to trust anyone from the PAC 12, I think. So I, and Drake 
has proven that they're a, a great team. The lean score is coming back. I'll go with Drake as an upset. Uh, the number 11 seed advances. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Mobley's a really good player. Peterson's pretty decent as well. Uh, he plays a lot of minutes for them. Now, USC, I think they lost to Colorado. I think that was their last game uh, yeah. by two. And Colorado, I believe they, they didn't make the tournament. So, um, but Colorado, Colorado did make it. Um, they made it as oh, okay, seven seed potentially. Got it. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think they were, uh, I, I don't think they were favored to um, win that game. So yeah, that wasn't a great performance for them. So actually, you know, I'm going to go a similar path to you here, but I'm going to take Wichita State. Obviously, I have them uh, beating Drake. So. I think whoever comes out of that game has a good shot to beat USC. So I'm going to go Wichita State over uh, USC in that one. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So the next one, we got Kansas versus Eastern Washington. Uh, not too many people know much about Eastern Washington. They're another uh, they're another team that, you know, kind of flying under the radar, 16-7. and seven. Kansas was fantastic again this year. They fell out of the top 25 for a period of time. They're one of the blue bloods that struggled a bit, but they ended up finishing the season 20 and eight. They're another team. They had to withdraw from the big 12 tournament because of a COVID test. Uh, once again, they'll be cleared to play and they ended up with a three seed. So I'm, I'm going with Kansas. I think Kansas is too deep, especially against a team like Eastern Washington, uh, Oshay Abaji, Marcus Garrett's one of the best defenders in the nation. You know, I McCormick is one of the best big men in the nation. They, they they got a good team, and they're one of the blue bloods that actually was able to stay consistent this season. So I'm going with Kansas. Yeah, and they have a good young core as well. Um, I like their young shooter, Christian Braun. He's a pretty good player for them. So yeah. I'm going to go Kansas. I mean, this is an easy one for me, but Eastern Washington will make their presence known in this game. They're not just going to roll over. I like Kansas beat them down. They're going to be in it. I agree with that. I agree with that. It'll be close. Uh, then we got – Towards the end of the bracket, we got number seven seed Oregon taking on number 10 seed VCU. And this is another one. I mean, seven versus tens, you can go either way. We see we see those all the time. Tens win a lot. Uh, yeah. Oregon's been up and down this year. They're 20 and six. Uh, VCU ended up going 19 and seven. VCU ended up winning their tournament. Nashawn Highland is VCU's star player. He's a monster. He's a ridiculously good player. Uh, he's a guard, one of their, their top scorers. Uh, but Oregon is a good team. Chris Duarte, uh, LJ Figueroa, too, the St. John's transfer. Still there. He's still there. So I'm going to go with Oregon. I'm going to I'm going to say that they win. I think I say this is going to be a close game, though. Or VCU always figures out a way to make to make it close or win in the tournament. Yep, I like Oregon too. I like them. I think they're always there every single year. Uh, especially, I, I understand Peyton Pritchard has graduated but they still have a good core of players there. A great coach, too. I like what Altman brings to the table for them. He's very smart, and he doesn't crack on the pressure in late-game situations. So if this one gets tight, which I expect it to, I think Oregon has the upper hand. Although VCU is an interesting team, too, because they, they could have potential upset here. But that 7-10 really isn't – the seeds aren't that far. These games are usually tough to call every year. But give me uh, the Ducks in this one. Absolutely agree. And then the last one, rounding out the first round of the western of the uh, western side of the bracket, we have number two Iowa versus number fifteen Grand Canyon. 
Before I say anything, I'm taking Iowa, of course. But before I say anything, shout out to Scott Drew. He got fired from Vanderbilt, went to Grand Canyon, did a tremendous job, brought the team to the tournament, resurrecting his coaching career. I mean, he got fired from Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse got hired and they've done nothing since Jerry Stackhouse has gotten hired. Yeah. So um, to, so impressive Grand Canyons out there. Um, they were 17-6 and six this season, but Iowa is Iowa. Luca Garza, Jordan Bohannon, Joe Wieskamp, may, shall I say more? Uh, two two verse fifteen is tough. I'm I'm going with Iowa. I just want to give a quick shout out because I see that he's watching right now. Fonz the Falco, uh, alumni of St. Bonaventure. Congrats on your Bonnies making the tournament. Just want to say that. And I know VCU lost the St. Bonaventure today in the uh, A10 final. So um, with that being said, Grand Canyon, Paul. We don't know much about Grand Canyon, but what I do know is that they're good. They can shoot the rock. Uh, Javon Blackshear is going to be a tough player to guard. Uh, Aspajan Nitchard as well is another one to look out for. So <laughs> this is easy. I'm going Iowa. But Grand Canyon, man, they beat the New Mexico State Aggies. If you remember, they almost upset Auburn two years ago in the round of 64, that five versus 12 matchup. Yeah. Remember Auburn made the final four. They almost lost to New Mexico State. That game literally came down to free throws. So – uh, give me Iowa here. The Grand Canyon, man, that's a good win on their resume. The Grand, Grand Canyon is a sneaky mid-major because they, they do that. When they get in the tournament, they're an interesting team. If there's one 15 seed that's going to beat a two seed, I don't see Iowa losing, but Grand Canyon probably has the best shot. There's no, I don't think there's any 15 seeds in this tournament that are going to beat a two seed. You know, we barely ever see that happen. I don't think it's going to happen again this year. You know, Alabama versus Iona, then Oral Roberts, Ohio State, like all, like all Let's that. Hold on, on Iona. Let's hold on on them. But it's, I, I, I had it's a coming feeling. up. It's coming up. I had a feeling. So it's coming up. Went through the entire first round. We'll go through the second round real quick of the western side of the tournament. So we'll go back up there. Yep. Um. So I had Gonzaga versus oh, number one Gonzaga versus number eight Oklahoma. Um, I'm going with the Zags in this game. You know, I think that Oklahoma's had a great season, but I think I don't think they're going to be able to hold off Gonzaga. You know, I wish we had a way to like click these in. If there's a way to click these in, might uh try to pull something up here quick, folks. See if we can get anything. If not, um, all right, we'll we'll just we'll just stick with this. Uh, okay, you have the Zags advancing. Uh, against Oklahoma, I have the same thing. I have Gonzaga beating Oklahoma, so they advance to the Sweet 16 for me. Perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I would. I if you most likely for the all of those ones, like you have to open up the uh, the tournament challenges and stuff like that in order yeah. to be able to punch it in. It's a pain in the neck. You know, it's it, you're never able to figure it out. So, uh, the next game. I have number 12, UC Santa Barbara, taking on number four, Virginia. Um, had Santa Barbara upset Creighton. I don't think they're upsetting Virginia. Virginia is a tough team. I got Virginia going to Sweet 16 in a matchup against the Zags. Uh, so Virginia will beat UC Santa Barbara. Interesting. So I have Virginia Creighton. I, I think I, I think we're going to see a 4-5 there. Uh, Big East team, ACC team. You know what? Uh, I think Virginia is going to the Sweet 16. Now, we have to be careful with them, too, because they're also a team that is very prone to first-round upset. Whenever they're ranked sure. extremely high, I know this year they're in the top four in their region, but 
We have to be careful with them. What really encourages me about this team is their experience. They have seniors on that roster. Uh, Jay Huff has been a bull on the interior this year, and he, he's really tough to guard. So I don't whether it's uh, UC Santa Barbara or Creighton, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble against Virginia. So it's Virginia, tough, it's always tough to predict Virginia because you know in 2018 they're the first one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed, and then in 2019 they win the national championship. So it's it's with almost an identical team too. They had Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy both both seasons. Uh, and Tony Bennett's their head coach. Tony Bennett's still there. Uh, I like Virginia. I like Sam Hauser. Um, he was a great transfer addition for them. So I'm going I'm definitely gonna go with that. But if they're playing if they do end up playing Creighton, that would be a very interesting game. So the next one I have Drake versus Kansas. Uh number eleven seed Drake taking out number three seed Kansas. Um Interesting, very interesting, because I want to. This is going to be a weird tournament. I want to have some double-digit seeds in my Sweet Sixteen. I'm going with Drake upsetting Kansas. I I might be buying in completely on Drake. I really like them though this year. You know, they ended up they ended up basically destroying everybody in their in their conference besides Loyola Chicago. Just couldn't be Loyola Chicago. Um, I say that they're going to you know win three games. I got them being Wichita State, then USC, and now now I'll have them beat Kansas, too. I say Kansas has been a little inconsistent this year, so, uh, so I'll go with 11-seed Drake making it to the Sweet 16. Wow. So I don't even have Drake coming out of the play-in, but uh, you have them in the Sweet 16. That's a good uh, compare and contrast analogy right there. So for me, I have something similar to Paul, but with the opposite first four team, Wichita State beating USC. They're playing Kansas again a rematch from five years ago when they – I'm sorry, no, six years ago where they played Kansas. Wichita State was a seven seed. Kansas was a two. This is when Wichita State had Fred Van Vliet, Ron Baker, former Nick, and Evan Wessel as well. Three excellent – and they had Carter too. Carter was an excellent player. Uh, Those guys were good. This time around, they're not as good. They don't have Greg Marshall anymore as their coach. So give me Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks uh, advancing to the Sweet 16. And don't get me wrong, I hate to root for Kansas. I really do. I never I do will. But they're good. I don't I don't think Wichita State or who – I mean, don't get me wrong. If Drake upsets them, I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see it happen. But give me Kansas. Yeah. No, you got to go with your gut. And that's that's all it's about. So then the next one is Oregon versus Iowa for me. Um, I think we both had Oregon versus Iowa, right? You didn't take VCU? No, I took the Ducks, yep. Yeah, so Oregon versus Iowa. Um, could be a close game. I think Oregon likes to see – really sticks to it. Altman's a great coach. But I, I'm going to go with Iowa uh, once again. Iowa is just overpowering. They, are, they should have an easy – walk to the sweet 16 i think uh so i'm gonna go with them over oregon interesting yeah i mean this is a tough game because i know iowa didn't win the big 10 but big 10 is a tough conference you gotta remember they have the big man in garza who has a really good shot of winning national player of the year he's gonna be up there he's gonna be one of the final uh three to four finalists for sure um this is gonna sound boring Paul, but and for this region, but give me Iowa. Yep, 
Give me Iowa. I, I agree. I don't see or I don't see Iowa losing this game. I don't see them losing to Grand Canyon, and I don't see them losing to either Oregon or VCU. I think that they yeah. pretty pretty much are a lock for a Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. So absolutely. So now we got the Sweet Sixteens set in the West region. We will move down to the East region. Got it. Uh, which is below on the bracket. So the first game. Number one seed Michigan taking on number 16 seed Mount St. Mary's for me, number 16 seed Texas Southern for you. Um, I'm pretty sure that that we're both going to have the same team. I'm going with Michigan. I don't even need to explain. Yep. Wolverines. Pretty obvious. Um, yeah. They're going to overpower them. Uh, going to be a typical one versus 16 blowout. So next one, LSU versus St. Bonaventures. Now this is – I love this game. I absolutely love this game because I think LSU is sneaky and I think the Bonnies are sneaky too. Like this is going this game is going to come down to the final 30 seconds in my opinion. Go Bonnies, love that. Love that. Uh Fonz graduated from St. Bonaventure's, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 6 7 hours away from the New York City area, uh Long Island area. Crazy. That's great. Shout out Fonz. I think um I'm going to go with LSU. Oh. Uh, I know, I know, I know. What are I, you thinking, Paul? <laughs> I know. I I want to take the Bonnies. I just like LSU. I yeah. think that they're a good team. I love the Bonnies, though, too. You know, don't get me wrong. And they always find a way to pull off some upsets in the tournament, too. Um, that hurts. I know. I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. But I'm just going to go with LSU just because – uh, you know, Javante Smart, Darius Days, uh, you know, they, 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 they got a good team and, uh, and I like them. Uh, I think, but it, regardless of who wins, they have an overpowering matchup in the second round against Michigan. So it'll be interesting. Uh, give me Bonaventure. Give, give me the Bonnies. They looked really good today. Um, I think that momentum is going to carry over into the round of 64 and, I think it'll be good enough to get him a win in this year's NCAA tournament. I, 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 yeah, I mean, as good as LSU is, I'm going State Bonaventure here, Paul. I like it. And as I said, this game is going to come down, in my opinion, to the final 30 seconds, 15 seconds or something like that. Yep. If my guess is LSU hits a dagger or something to end it. Uh, bon, Saint, the Bonnies might be the team to do it, though. So – Next game, we got number five, Colorado, taking on number 12, Georgetown. Colorado rejoined the top 25 this week. Georgetown unbelievably won the Big East after finishing 13-12 and 12 total record and under 500 in the conference. Uh, they somehow won the Big East. I think it, I think it was amazing, and I'm so ha- happy for Patrick Ewing for winning uh, Georgetown a title, especially, you know, a year after T- John Thompson died. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was fantastic. I think it was a great way. I, it was it was just a storybook ending almost their season. They they struggled all year. You know they had a lot of guys transfer out. They got Dikembe Mutombo's son coming in next year, and yeah. they got five star recruit Muhammad coming in next year. So Georgetown's going to be nice. Georgetown's going to be nice, but I don't see them doing it this year. I'm I'm going with Colorado. They got a good team. Uh, I think they're going to move past Georgetown. All right. Give me the Hoyas, Paul. The Big East winner. <laughs> the Big East winner is not going down. Game number one. They are going to defeat Colorado. This is my 12-5 upset. 
I'm really looking forward to this game. And yeah, Colorado does it. The Buffaloes don't impress me as much. I, I, I think they, I mean, I know, I know they're a good team, but Georgetown has been on a roll and they knocked off some really, really good teams to get to where they are now. And they earn their way. They probably don't get into the tournament without winning the big East. So, but they're here. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. I like that yeah. upset. It could happen. I think that it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in any sense because Georgetown's on a roll right now. Yeah. So, you know, so I like that. The next game, we got number four, Florida State at first, number 13, UNCG, UNC Greensboro. Uh, Greensboro was 21 and eight this year. They won their tournament. Florida State was 16 and six, one of the best teams in the nation. They're in the top 25. Um, I don't see an upset happening really in this game. I'm going with Florida State, Leonard Hamilton squad. Uh, they always do a tremendous job. Scotty Barnes is going to be a first round pick. Uh, they always they always end up figuring it out. I'm not too sure Greensboro is going to pull the upset, so I'm going with FSU. Yeah, uh, shout out Travis Hancock if uh, you're watching or listening. UNC Greensboro alumnus. That's fa- uh, that is facts. That is facts. But uh, I'm going FSU. Leonard Han- Hamilton's got a great team, and one guy who really impressed me against UNC was Korfika. Um, the European guy, they have a, mm-hmm. a good, consistent um, repertoire of bigs that come in, international bigs that come in and get the job done. So give me Florida State. The ACC is well represented in this NCAA tournament, uh, despite not having Duke in it. So, yeah, I think the Seminoles are going to get a pretty, I'm not going to say sizable win, Paul. I think UNC Greensboro will be in it, but I think Florida State, when the final buzzer goes off, it will be a comfortable win for them. I like it. I like it. So bottom half of the Eastern bracket, we got number six seed BYU versus the winner of the play in Michigan State versus UCLA. Um, I have Michigan State win that game. You have UCLA, right? No, I have Michigan State as well. You have Michigan State too, so we both have BYU versus Michigan State. Um, I don't think it matters regardless. I'm going with BYU. Uh, I like. I really like BYU. They got a good team. Uh, they always. They always find a way. Pope's a tremendous head coach. Um, they got Matt Harms now too, yep. who's very talented, big man. Uh, they they've had a great year. Second best team in that WCC, that tough WCC with Gonzaga on the top. Um, so I'm going to roll with them. Give me BYU. They're a really good team. A lot of shooters, older players, because that's where they typically recruit. So I think that experience will help them. Definitely. Definitely. Agree with that. And then number three, Texas versus number 14, Abilene Christian. Uh, Abilene Christian was 23 and four this year, won their tournament. You know, they had a tremendous season. Texas, one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, I can't really go against Texas. I absolutely love Texas. Coleman's a great player. Uh, Andrew Jones is one of my favorite players in college basketball, you know, uh, recovered from leukemia and, you know, is back playing the game. He loves. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love Shaka smart too. tremendous head coach started at VCU making that huge run with them. Uh, there's a lot of good players. Kai Jones going to be a first round pick. Greg Brown's going to be a first round pick. Uh, they got a lot of star power. So I'm going with Texas winning that game. Yeah, this is a tough game to pick. I mean, I'll tell you something. Abilene Christian, they're a good team. They only lost four games all year long. They uh, finished second in the Southland, well, in the regular season, that is. Um, 
This is the conference uh, Stephen F. Austin plays in, though, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like down south, down in Texas. Yeah, I mean, this conference scares me every year, but it's not the Jackrabbits. So, you know what? Um, yeah, give me Texas here. Shaka Smart has that experience. Texas is a good team, so I'm going to go with them. I like that. Now, this is probably the most interesting game in this well, actually, LSU for St. Bonnie's is definitely the inter- most interesting game, but this is probably second most interesting game. Yeah. Um, number seven, UConn taking on number 10, Maryland. Uh, Maryland's been a sneaky team. You know, they, they've got some, they got some good players. They gave Michigan a fit, too. They looked like they were possibly going to upset them in the tournament. Uh, and UConn, they, they're amazing when James Booknight's out there. Uh, he's going to be a first-round pick. He's a tremendous player. Uh but you, but UConn doesn't impress me a ton. It could be because I'm not a UConn fan. Could be because I do not like them because they're in the Big East uh, against St. John's. I like Maryland in this game. I'm going with number ten Maryland. Yeah, you know Maryland had an impressive win against Belmont last uh, two years ago in the round of 64. I keep saying last year, like we had a tournament last year, yeah, but uh, basically last year counts. They- they fetched off Belmont, which was an impressive win for them. A lot of people were betting against them in that game, myself included, although Belmont probably should have won that game, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, Maryland against UConn, this is tough. Uh, yeah, I'm going Maryland. I, I agree with you, Paul. I don't think UConn has it uh, to win a game in this tournament. The Terrapins are a battle-tested team, and – I, yeah, I, I just I don't think this is a favorable matchup for UConn. I think Maryland is really good on both sides of the ball defensively too. So I'm going to go with them. I think they match up better. I think Maryland has a chip on their shoulder too because if you watch that Maryland versus Michigan game, it got really chippy. Juwan Howard got ejected. Uh, a lot yeah. of players were going at each other. Um, there is, I think Maryland is hungry. They yeah. really, they really thought that they were going to pick off Michigan. Uh, they're they're going to come out strong against UConn. I'm, I'm very excited to watch that game. I think that that's that's going to that's going to be a game that goes to the, down to the wire. There's no way that Maryland's going to blow them out, yep. but I but I can't go against the Terrapins in this game. Uh, and in the final game in the first round of the East, we got number two Alabama versus number fifteen Iona. Shout out to my friend John Goodnow, who is a diehard Iona Gales basketball fan. I don't know if he's yep. watching, but. Uh, I'll, I'll tell him. To, I'll tell him to to listen to the podcast version. Um, I don't think that this is going to be. I, I know you think differently, but I don't think this is going to be much of a contest. I don't. That I. It'll be close. I'll get. I'll put it this way. It'll be close. Rick Pitino is a tremendous head coach, and they play defense this year, which they did not do um, under their previous head coach. Uh, they they were a running gun team. I, I they play great defense now. They're locked in. They're going to give Alabama a fit, but you got you got Herbert Jones, you got Javon Quinterly, who's absolutely locked in today. He was he was lights out shooting against LSU in the SEC championship today. You got uh, John Petty Jr. I I don't see Alabama losing this game. Well, well, well. So, as we're approaching the 9 o'clock hour here on the East Coast, Paul, uh, I just want to say that Rick Pitino is probably one of the best college basketball head coaches we've seen. I mean, he, he's definitely top 20, top 25, at least, in my opinion. 
Um, you know, he took Louisville to a national title. That 2013 team was outstanding. Uh, it's the year 2021. Weird things are going to happen, and weird things are going to happen within my bracket. With that being said, Alabama is going to win the basketball game. It's going to be a yeah. very tight game. Um, I, I hope I built some sort of suspense there. I don't think I fooled you because I got zero reaction. Uh, Alabama is going to win the basketball game, but please, Iona, prove me wrong. I the know. The Gales have to find a way to shock the world and win I, this basketball game. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I'm going to root for Iona. They're a Westchester team. I'm going to root for them. Uh, oh, Westchester. Without a doubt, a Westchester right there. Isaiah yeah. Ross is good. He's really they, good. They, they got a good team, and I would love to see them upset Alabama. I just, I just can't take them to upset. Would, you know, it's it, it's very fifty. What was that? Your phone would blow up after. That, that's that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> I, I would never hear the end of it if yeah. if they come, if they somehow won that game. So I can't go with them. Just can't do it. So that's the that's the first round. Now we'll go through the second round of the East. Uh, the four games in the second round. I have number one Michigan versus number eight LSU. You have number one Michigan versus number uh, nine St. Bonaventures. I'm going with Michigan regardless. Michigan's absolutely locked in. They're a great team. Um, I'm not too sure they're going to make it to the Final Four, though. Uh, you know, without Isaiah Livers, Isaiah Livers, the heart and soul of that team, is a huge loss. But they're going to, they're obviously going to win the one versus 16 game. And I don't see them losing to LSU even without Isaiah Livers. Just a, just a quick question. And this has nothing to do with the bracket. So, what happens if a player on a team gets COVID? Are they out of the tournament or does the, the, the game get postponed? Like, what happens? So, if it's one player and the rest of the team tests positive, they can play and a team can have a minimum of five players. What happens is if they have a huge, if a team has a huge COVID outbreak, which you know we're praying is not going to happen, they they'll have to forfeit the game. Basically, there's right. not gonna be, there's not going to be any postponements or anything like that. It's too tight of a schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, so we're really hoping the bubble works. You know, everybody just stays in the bubble. Yeah. If one player on a team gets it, hopefully it's, it doesn't spread and everyone else tests negative, so they can play. You know, that's how it's going to work. Though they have. The, you can look it up. The NCAA put out strict guidelines for COVID uh, for this year's tournament that they put out like a few months ago. About ex- they they have this all set already yeah. like in, in for every circumstance uh, in case if a team has a big outbreak and stuff. What all their rules are going to be, um, you know. I and I'm praying that a team is not going to have to only dress five players because yeah. that that's going to be a tough game to watch. So give me Michigan here. As much as I want to pick Bonaventure, sorry, Fonz. Um, yeah, I don't see Michigan losing here. St. Bonaventure, an excellent basketball team, but they can't match up against Michigan. Uh, Hunter Dickinson is, a, is an outstanding big man. I don't know who's going to guard him. You have lethal shooters outside, too. The Wolverines will be dancing into the second weekend. I completely agree with that. I think that Michigan easily going to win that game. So, next game we got is Colorado versus Florida State. I have Colorado versus Florida State. You have Georgetown versus Florida State, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a very interesting game. Uh, I I was like, 
I was a little quiet a few seconds ago because I was thinking about who I want to choose in this game. Um, I'm going to go with Colorado. I think Colorado's going to pick them off. I think Colorado's going to get hot. Colorado's a very, uh, a very older team too. They're, you know, they, if there's anybody that's equipped to be Florida state, I think it could be them. You know, I'll, uh, I'll roll with them to play Michigan in the sweet 16. That's a good pick. Um, especially if Colorado is there, I mean, I think they could definitely have a good shot. Um, to beat Florida State. So I have Georgetown against Florida State. I think the Seminoles win, go into the Sweet 16. Leonard Hamilton does a really good job with his rotation. They play like 9, 10 guys pretty much every single game. They're a deep team. Sometimes they even go as far as 11. So I think that's something to keep an eye on where they have a good – they're always fresh. They're never stale out there. So I think the Seminoles are a good team to bet on if uh, you're talking about the Sweet 16. So – I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Seminoles are always a good pick. You know, they're going to roll with a few upsets. So now we got another team. Um, now we got another interesting matchup. I should say, not another team. Yeah. We got number three Texas taking on number six BYU. Um, this is a tough one. I think BYU is a good team, but I just can't see Texas losing this game. I think Texas is so deep. I think Texas is is really good. Um I like I, I like BYU's team. Like I think they're good enough to beat either Michigan State or UCLA, but I'm I'm not too sure they're going to advance to the Sweet 16, especially if they have to play Texas. So I, I'm gonna roll with Texas to make it the Sweet 16. Paul, give me BYU in an upset over Texas. I think I like they're that. gonna find a way. I, I think they're going to find the way. Sometimes it's the teams that can shoot and uh, outsmart you intellectually. I mean, don't get me wrong. Texas should definitely be favored in this game, and there's a good chance they're going to win. But something tells me uh, BYU is going to find the way to advance to the Sweet 16. So give me them a six upsetting a three. I like that. I like that. I like that. Might as well take an upset. I think BYU's got a good team. They could be equipped to win this. You know, there's there's definitely a possibility there. And so the last the last second round game we have in the East, we got number for me, it's number ten Maryland versus number two Alabama. Same thing for you, I believe, yeah. right? Um, this is a tough one. I'm I'm going to go with Alabama just because I think Alabama is really deep. Uh, they're deeper than Maryland. I think Maryland's good enough to pick off UConn, but I don't think I really don't think they're going to be able to touch Alabama. Alabama's kind of poised for the Sweet 16. That Texas versus Alabama Sweet 16 game that we'll get back to in a few. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Sweet 16. There we go. All right. So, what do we got next? Uh, we're going to go. So we'll go to the South Region now. Uh, we'll flip the other side of the bracket. Uh, these will go by a little quicker, obviously, since we have the Sweet 16 planned out. Those will go by pretty fast, but once we go through the first round here, um, should be pretty easy. So, we're leading it off. We got number one Baylor versus number 16 Hartford. Hartford won their conference tournament. They made their first NCAA March Madness appearance of wow. ever, which is kind of impressive since they had Vin Baker, who was an NBA veteran, first round pick. Uh, they had some good teams before; they just never made it to March Madness, which I never knew. But Baylor's going to win this game. Enough said. 
Yeah, no, Baylor's definitely going to win. Vital's a nice uh, old player to watch. He, he's been there for a while. He has that experience. Baylor was really dominant last year. Uh, they were a top two team last year as well. They were one for a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, round of 64 should be a, a cupcake game for them. Although, be careful when you say that because there are no cupcake games in March Madness. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. And uh, this one's going to be much more interesting. Number eight, North Carolina versus number nine, Wisconsin. Now, these are both two teams that have struggled a bit this year. North Carolina's probably struggled a little bit more than Wisconsin. Wisconsin was great at the beginning of the season. They fell a ton towards the end of the season. Uh, So they ended up being a nine seed and North Carolina's an eight seed. Uh, This is is going to be tough. I'm going to go with Wisconsin, though. I, I feel like North Carolina has been way too inconsistent this year. And I really think that um, Wisconsin's got a good team. They got great shooting. They always figure it out in the tournament too. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to roll with them to, to upset North technically upset, even though it's eight versus nine North Carolina. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like Wisconsin a lot, but uh, I think UNC is one good win away from being potentially on that five, six line. And I think, they were good in the ACC tournament. They did a really good job. Um, they they advanced to the semifinals to play against, I believe they played Florida State. So uh, give me UNC. I like R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and Linky Black, what they bring to the table. Good presence there. Um, Walker Kessler, the freshman off the bench. Armando Bacot, he's pretty good. Uh, I just I think that team has grown a lot since last year, and I really like Roy Williams, too, as a coach. I mean, I'm – I can't stand unc but i have a friend who is a big unc fan who is literally up my butt 24 7 about them and how good they are so um i guess unc fans will do that to you yeah um this is more to satisfy him but i'm gonna take unc here (laughs) i i like it i think that it can go either way it's going to be another game that comes down to the wire like most eight first nine games are yep so then we got up next number five villanova versus number 12 winthrop now Winthrop was 23 and one this season. They've lost one game. That was to UNC Asheville. Villanova, uh, Gillespie is hurt towards ACL, sadly. They're going through a lot of injury issues. Uh, this is an upset for me. I'm going with number 12, Winthrop. I think Winthrop has been, is a team to watch out for. That's one of the reasons why I put their logo in our, uh, in our episode graphic too. I think that they're, I think they're really good. Uh, I and I also don't trust Villanova this season too. With the amount they've gone through, the COVID shutdown they had, the injuries yeah. they had, you know, they're got picked off by, got blown out by Georgetown in the Big East tournament. You know, I I'm going with Winthrop in this game. Yeah, um, I'm going with Winthrop too. Isn't Archie Diakono's little brother starting for them now in Gillespie's place? I'm you might pretty be. sure. Yeah, he's he's been getting a lot of reps now with uh, Colin out, and that sucks, especially for him too, being a senior. And then last year not playing in the tournament, obviously because there wasn't one, and missing it this year because of the torn ACL. So that's really really rough for him. Because uh, I remember uh, when he was a freshman, they won the national championship. He he got sparing, he he was sparingly used in that game. He got he sat behind uh, Divincenzo a lot, and I mean they still have. Jalen Samuels, good, good player, but Win- Winthrop's going to take advantage of Villanova's holes offensively. They're missing a leader. That's going to hurt them. Uh, Winthrop's going to advance. This is, I believe, my 
I think this is my first 12 over five. Actually, it might be my second. I think Georgetown is a 12 too. So yeah, uh, 12, five upset. Very common folks. Very, very common. Yep. Uh, this is my second 12, five upset because I got, uh, you Santa, Santa Barbara beating Creighton. So I got two big East teams going down. Is it my hatred towards other big East teams because I'm a St. John's fan? I don't know. <laughs> not not really, because I do like Creighton, yeah. and I like Villanova yeah. too. I just think that they're kind of weak right, right now this year. And then we got number four, Purdue versus number 13, North Texas. Uh, Purdue's 18-9, and nine, North Texas 17-9. Uh, Purdue's been up and down this year, but this is kind of an easy matchup. North Texas is a good team, and a lot of people think that they could be a, a, a real upset threat. I But I, I'm going to go with Purdue in this game. I, I don't see them losing. Yeah, the Boilermakers are going to be boiling until around the 32. North Texas is going to have a lot of trouble defending Purdue. They're, they're a good shooting team. They've always been. So uh, give me the Boilermakers, but uh, I don't think those people are far-fetched. I think North Texas, you know, they're a good young team, but John Suggs is right. North Texas is too small. Yep, they don't have the size. Appreciate the comment, John. Big review and preview fan right there. Like it, yeah, I I completely agree with him too. I think that it's um, it's an overpowering matchup though. Is yep. the is the bottom line? Purdue's got a nice team, you know. They're always good, and they're always good come tournament time too. They always seem a little inconsistent during the season, but you know, it's tough to go against them. So then now this this is going to be an interesting game. We got number six Texas Tech versus number eleven Utah State. Utah State ended up getting an at large bid. They didn't win their tournament. Um. They, you know, Sam Merrill they had last year, obviously, we talked about. Uh, Nemius Cata this year is great. They're a great shooting team. Texas Tech is amazing, though. And I think they're an underdog to make it far. I'm going to go with Texas Tech in this game. Uh, Mac McClung is tremendous. Terrence Shannon's tremendous. Marcus Santos Silva's tremendous. They got a good team, and they're set to make a run in the tournament, I think. I agree. Texas Tech's going to win. They have, I mean, Max McClung was a huge acquisition for them, the transfer from Georgetown. Uh, yeah, you know what? He really has brought them to a whole nother level. Now, I know Texas Tech, they didn't win their conference tournament, but um, they're going to be a tough out, and they may upset somebody <laughs> in that round of 32. But, yeah, for now I have them beating Utah State, Paul. I like it. I like it. I think that the I think it's going to be a close game. I think Utah State's going to make it close. They always um, are a competitive team, but I just can't see uh, Texas Tech really not winning this game. Yeah. Uh, so the next game we got number thirteen Arkansas taking on number fourteen Colgate. Colgate just won today. They just won their conference championship today. They were fourteen and one this season. There wasn't that many games played for them, but it's, a lot of people think that Arkansas. Has a difficult time. They they could be uh, um, potentially knocked out by Colgate. I'm going to go with Arkansas just because I really like Arkansas. I think that they're that they're a tough team. I think that uh, um, what do you call it? Moses Moody, who's going to be a first round pick. He's a dynamic scorer. They're going to overpower Colgate to a degree. You know, I think Colgate will keep it close, but I, I like Arkansas in this game. Interesting. You know, this is a tough game to pick because Colgate's a really good 14 seed. They got Burns, who pretty much a 
lot of people say could offset Moody in this game. Records is a really good big for them, too. Now, I know Arkansas obviously has the size advantage, but uh, Colgate has won their last five. Arkansas has won four out of their last five. Their loss was to LSU before their conference tournament. Look, they're a battle-tested team, but in an upset, Colgate, 14-seed upsetting like three. I'm going with the Raiders. I like it. You got you got to choose some upsets because the yeah. bottom line is there's going to be a bunch of upsets in this year's tournament, and there's yeah. going to be some upsets that there's going to be. We're going to like look back. We're going to listen back to this podcast. Listen, watch this back on YouTube, and some of the things that we're like, oh, there's no shot that this team beats this team. Uh, it's just it's not going to happen. Like you, yeah. there, there's going to be some where you're just like, wow, like I really got that wrong. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. If I, you know, if I get one completely wrong, I might get one completely wrong. It's impossible to predict a good bracket. So Colgate, so I like that move, yeah, having Colgate. So now we got number seven, Florida, versus number 10, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's had a great season this year. Um, they've been in the top 25 for most of the year. Florida kind of surged late. Uh, they, they have a very good team. They obviously were dealt with a lot of adversity this season with Keontae Johnson. Uh, his hard issues at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, being their star player, him going down. And I feel like the team has been plagued with that a little bit. Um, they've lost a good amount of games. You know, it's it's difficult to truly focus um, on a season when you got like when you got your leader and, you know, your teammate going through something like that. Uh, they, you know, there was a, they, they took a break during Christmas and, you know, they were considering opting out of the season too, because of like, you know, what they were going through, but they decided to push through and make it, you know, I like Trey man and they've dealt with a lot of adversity and they, they're, they're going to push through again. I got them beating Virginia tech. Yeah, Trey man and Colin Castleton are really good players. Uh, I'm going to go opposite here. I think Virginia tech is going to win. Um, you know, good ACC team, good SEC team. You know, you mentioned the whole issue Florida's been dealing with this year. I think the one thing I like about Virginia Tech a lot is, you know, they – I mean, yeah, they, they weren't great against UNC or Pittsburgh, but what they've been able to do, Aluma is a really good player, 15 points a game, eight rebounds. And then uh, another guy I happen to really, to really like for them too is Wabisa Bade. Uh, he doesn't score many points, but he does a little bit of everything. He's a veteran. That's a guy you want to have – on your team, the guy actually, he had seven assists. I forget. It was in an ACC tournament game. I can't remember which one. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really good player. And, I, I mean, got to have a 7-10 upset. So, I figured maybe maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the one. I like it. I like it. I had a 7-10 upset for UConn, Maryland. So, that's the one I'm rolling with. Might have another one coming soon, too, in the bottom bracket. But we'll see. Yeah. So, now we got the last game in – the South region first round number two, Ohio state taking on number 15, Oral Roberts, uh, Oral Roberts had a good season. They kind of upset everybody in their tournament. They weren't necessarily the favorites, uh, but it's the Ohio state's amazing. Ohio state's going to win this game. Absolutely. No more discussion than that. Ohio no, state's going to win. No more discussion. That's an easy one. So we'll move to the second round now in the South region. Uh, we got number one, Baylor, taking on number nine, Wisconsin. For you, it's number one, Baylor, versus number eight, North Carolina. Um, I got Baylor versus Wisconsin is a tough one. Baylor's just too good of a team. Uh, absolute locked in, best defensive team in the nation. Uh, I'm going to go with them to beat Wisconsin and make it to the 16. 
Baylor Bears heading to the Sweet 16. UNC will not be able to withstand that Baylor interior. Uh, UNC really struggled against Florida State. They were outmatched, outsized. UNC got a little sloppy late in the game. Remember, that went back and forth for a little bit. But, yeah, I don't see UNC being able to withstand the wrath of those Baylor Bears. Scott Drew is an outstanding head coach, too. Absolutely. I think Baylor's poised to make a deep run in this tournament. They're one of they're if not the best team in the nation, they're second or third. Yep. You, know, you can argue with it whatever you want. So next game, I got number twelve Winthrop taking on number four Purdue. We both have that, I believe, right? Yes, we do. So Winthrop versus Purdue. Interesting game. Very interesting game. Do I take another double-digit seed to make it to the Sweet 16? I think I'm going to. I think I'm, I'm going with Winthrop over Purdue. I think Winthrop surges a bit, and they'll join, join Drake as two double-digit seeds to make it to the Sweet 16. They got a big task taken on Baylor, though, in the Sweet 16, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you have to remember one thing about Winthrop, too. I mean, they're, not, they're still not being given high odds to win that Villanova game, but they've been very impressive. Uh, they're not getting the respect. Yeah, exactly. And they've only lost one basketball game. So, but they're going up against Purdue. That's a really good team. Um, the Boilermakers. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, something's telling me Winthrop is going to win that game again. So, something is telling me that Winthrop is going to advance to the Sweet 16. Uh, Purdue, out of that Big Ten, they're a hit or miss team in the tournament. They made the Elite Eight a couple of years back, and you know I, they don't have a lot of that team remaining. So I, I think this game could definitely be on upset watch. So give me Winthrop over Purdue. I like that. I like that. If there's going to be a, a double digit seed to make it to the Sweet Sixteen, a lot of people got to choose Winthrop. I yep. definitely, I definitely think that. So now we got Texas Tech, no, number six Texas Tech taking on number three Arkansas. Um, you had, did you have Colgate over Arkansas? Yes. Okay. So you had Texas tech versus Colgate. Yep. I have number six, Texas tech versus number three, Arkansas. Um, I love Texas tech. I think they're poised to make a deep run in this tournament. Um, I think Arkansas is a great team, but I think Texas tech is going to pull off technically the upset. And I think they're going to advance to the sweet 16 over Arkansas. Yep. I'm going with the Raiders. The Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. The Texas there you Tech. Go. Chris Beard, good coach, good defensive philosophy, is able to diagnose your best weapon offensively and slow that man down, Texas Tech, to the Sweet 16 again. Absolutely. And now we got the final game before we head to the final section of our bracket. Uh, number seven, Florida, taking on number two, Ohio State. For me, it will be number 10, Virginia Tech, versus number two, Ohio State for you. Um, it's going to be a tough. This is going to be an interesting game. I I like Florida's tenacity. Uh, that's why I took them over Virginia Tech. I think they're playing for a lot. They've got a lot. They got a chip on their shoulder, uh, without a doubt, to make a deep run. But Ohio State's a tough team, and Ohio State is probably going to advance to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. The Hokies have a really good. Uh, resume, but I, I don't think it's good enough to beat Ohio State. I think the Buckeyes are too strong. I mean, you saw it today against Illinois, the way they came back, and they were hanging around for a while. So they're not going out on Virginia Tech's watch, that's for sure. 
Definitely. I completely agree with that. And now we'll move to the final section of the bracket before we do the Sweet 16, then the Elite Eight, Final Four National Championship, and then and then that'll be it. But the final section of the bracket, bottom right-hand corner, we have the Midwest region. So these teams will all play on Saturday. Uh, no, Friday, I should say. And it's led off by number one, Illinois, versus number 16, Drexel. And I got my Illinois shirt on for a reason. Uh, this isn't even going to be close. It's going to be Illinois. Yeah, Illinois is going to win uh, blowout style. Sorry, Drexel. Yeah, sorry, Drexel. I, I don't, don't, don't. I don't know much about you, but I'm sorry, Drexel. <laughs> and now, now this is going to be a good one. Number eight, Loyal is Chicago versus number nine, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech just won the ACC tournament. Um, Loyal of Chicago won their tournament and joined the ranks this season. Uh, they made that deep run in the tournaments. Uh, back in 2018, as we, as we all remember, you know, that was historic. They got an eight seed this year. They were blessed with that. Um, yep. Brodwig is an amazing player. Um, he's an absolute stud. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Loyola. I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago because, you know, they've been here. Uh, they've, they, they've got momentum too. I mean, Georgia Tech has momentum. This is why I think this game's going to go down to the wire. They both have momentum. They're both coming off conference championships. But uh, I'm going to go with Loyola. John agrees. He's got a Loyola Chicago upset over GT. I don't think it's an upset. Yes, Georgia Tech won the ACC, but Loyola Chicago, as you mentioned, Paul, they're coming off an outstanding NCAA tournament uh, two years ago, where they or two or three years ago, where they made that run. So uh, give me them. I think they're going to advance over Georgia Tech, knock out the ACC champs. Absolutely. Loyola of Chicago upset over GT. That's that's what I'm rolling with, too. Yep. Completely, completely agree with that. All right. So now we'll move to number five, Tennessee, versus number 12, Oregon State. Oregon yep. State really does not have much of a reason to be in this tournament besides the, the somehow picking off, you know, the winning the Pac-12 tournament. They had no chance of being in that large bid. Tennessee is tough, but they've been struggling a bit in the SEC. I'm still going to go with Tennessee, though. Tennessee's got a deep team. Uh, Eve Pons is one of the best defensive players in the nation. Keon Johnson's great. Jaden Springer's great. Two freshmen right there. Uh, great scores. Uh, they have star power all over. I think they're going to gain some momentum. Rick Barnes is an amazing head coach. They're going to gain some momentum when it comes to the tournament time. So I'm taking Tennessee. I like Tennessee too. I really, I really like Santiago Viscovi. Now I don't know is Fulkerson yes. done for the year or does he have a chance to come back in the, in the tournament? He's got a chance to come back. You know, it was a difficult injury that that he dealt with. I was watching that game, uh, and that was tough. Uh, the two. You know, I'm not going. To, won't get into too many details, but the two players, uh, Fulgerson and um, I forgot the guy's name who elbowed him. Uh, the two kind of reconciled. He tweeted out, which which is good, but yeah. it was a big blow. And I don't think he has a concussion. I didn't hear that he has a concussion. Um, I think that he might be able to return, and he's a huge player for them too. So that's going to be a big loss if he's not able to play in the tournament. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going Tennessee. Yeah, definitely. So next up, we got number four, Oklahoma State versus number 13, Liberty. Liberty is looked at as a potential upset destination, but they got a terrible break getting matched up against Oklahoma State. Had they got matched up against maybe Florida State or Virginia or something as a four seed, then 
Um, they could have pulled off an upset in my opinion, but Oklahoma state has so much momentum right now. Cade Cunningham is the best freshman in the nation. He's going to be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. He is an amazing player. He's going to be a stud in the NBA. He yep. does everything. He's going to take over this game. I don't see Oklahoma state losing this game. Yes, I agree. Uh, Oklahoma state's going to win. Kate Cunningham's probably the number one overall pick. Uh, I think you can change that probably to a definitely within a couple of weeks after uh, people get a taste of what he does in March Madness. It was up for debate because, you know, you had Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga, with Gonzaga, who's great. Uh, Evan Mobley, too, but you never see centers get taken over, number one overall. So, like, he was never really in the mix. And then you got yeah. Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, who are in the G League, but you only got a small sample size because of the small G League season that they had this year. But Cade's, Cade's your number one pick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next, we got number six, San Diego State versus number 11, Syracuse. Got a perfect prop for this one. Right here, um, I'm going with Syracuse. I'm going with the, the Orange. San, I love San Diego State. I think they're a great team. They always figure out a, a way to win. Um, they've got some great players this year. They're a tough six seed, but Syracuse come tournament time, they always figure it out. I, I I'm going to pull an upset right here and t- say that Syracuse beats them. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, Jim Beheim. And his son, look, they're Buddy Bayham. Buddy's been going off. The kid can shoot. The kid really can shoot. He's got a good rifle. Um, Dolajai is a good, experienced player who has tournament experience. So I really like Syracuse in this game. Although San Diego State, they have a good pool of players as well. This is going to be a tight one. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see Syracuse win, representing New York, but. Uh, the Aztecs are a very good team, a, te- a team that produced Kawhi Leonard. So yep, That's true. Malachi Flynn this past year, who's on Toronto. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, I'm going to roll with Syracuse probably because, you know, just because I'm a bit of a fan. I mean, I'm rocking an Illinois T-shirt. I got a Syracuse hat on. I got a St. John sweatshirt behind me. I, I'm a big college fat, college basketball fan, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know what to tell you. I uh, there's a lot of teams I like. I mean, St. John's is my number one team, but it's, I'm uh, I'm rolling with Syracuse. Yep. Uh, then next up, we got number three, West Virginia, taking on number fourteen, Moorhead State. Moorhead State was twenty three and seven this year. They won their tournament. They had a tremendous season. They have a tough matchup against uh, Bob Huggins and West Virginia. Miles McBride, Derek Cole, for tremendous players. Uh, one of the best teams in the nation. I don't see them losing this game. Uh, they're a tough three seed. I, I got West Virginia. Yep. Uh, country roads, take me home. West Virginia. They'll keep, they will keep dancing. I love it. They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep going. Now, two games left in the first round. We got number seven Clemson versus number ten Rutgers, mm-hmm. and this game. This is tough because. This game, I don't like either of these teams. I'll be honest with you. I I think both of these teams are so inconsistent. They, I mean, they're both good basketball teams. You know, Rutgers was fifteen eleven this year. Clemson was sixteen seven. But I just feel they're both very inconsistent, and they both lost big games throughout this season. Um, we got we got a nice Rutgers dominated Indiana this year, which a top ten team. But struggled against ACC history tells Clemson wins this. I I see. I like that because um, I pretty much agree with that. I think that Clemson is going to win this game. 
Um, I don't see I I I feel like Rutgers is a one and done in the in the tournament. I really don't see them doing much. I like Amir Sims a lot. I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, he shoots over fifty four percent from the field, and uh, you know, John's right. I mean, uh, Rutgers got boned by Illinois. <laughs> earlier this year very recently actually so i'm going clemson in this one uh so my seven and ten games will be split two two i like that i like that that's my seven and ten games will be three to one seven seeds to lead so i'm taking i'm taking the uh the favorites in those and then this one's easy number two houston's taking on number 15 cleveland state cleveland state had had a good year 19 and seven you know um, but they, they got a tough task against Houston. Quentin Grimes is amazing. Houston's the best rebounding team in the country. Uh, so Houston's going to win this game. Yep. Look at John in the comments. Houston by 25-plus, not even close. I I, like, I actually – I like that. You know, big shout-out to John because providing, providing us with a lot of good content right here. Um, I They, they might. Like, yeah. it, it, I think it's going to be a blowout. Like, I don't think, it, I don't even think it's going to be close. So the 25 plus is realistic if you want to like, you know, put your money on it or whatever. So now we'll do the second round of the Midwest and then we'll move on to the sweet 16. So we got number one, Illinois taking on number eight, Loyola Chicago, as much as, you know, uh, I love Loyola Chicago's story. I, I have an Illinois sh- shirt on for a reason. Uh, Io Dessunmu is the best player in the nation. I'm going with Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I really want to pick Loyola Chicago to win this game. Um, I think, you know what? I mean, something tells me that Illinois is, I mean, they're probably, I don't want to, they're probably going to wipe through this region. Uh, Loyola Chicago, as good as they are, they're not the same team that I think could. Because remember, they didn't have to play a one seed till the very end, right? Because when they were that 11 seed, they, they played Miami, they beat them, then they played the three seed. They didn't have to go from an eight, nine, and then jump to the one right away. That's not where you want to be. So I think the way they're positioned in the bracket, the outcome for them is a little bit different. So I think they win one, but they don't survive the first weekend. I like that. I like that. I think that um could be could be a realistic situation. I like just they had they have a tough they have a tough lie having to be an eight seed or and you know having to play Illinois in the second round. Now number five Tennessee versus number four Oklahoma State. This is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going Oklahoma State. Tennessee is good. They're rolling a bit, but Oklahoma State is on fire. They're a Sweet Sixteen team. Um, I'm going to go with them. To, I'm going to go a Cade Cunningham, Io DeSumo, Sweet 16 matchup. That's every bas- every college basketball fan's dream, right there. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to predict that. I don't want to agree with you, but I'm going to because we don't know Fulkerson's status. They don't have Fulkerson sure. or Toast in that game. If they yeah, have yeah, Fulkerson, absolutely. though, then I might pick them. But they they I don't think they're going to have him. So uh, his status is in doubt, and I think Oklahoma State. That's the easier pick of the two, especially without Big John. Absolutely, I think that uh, it, it's it's tough, but I think Oklahoma State's just too good right now. Yep. They're rolling too hard. Avery Anderson's a tremendous player too. Likely they mm-hmm. um, they just got a good team. 
So now we got number 11, Syracuse, taking on number three, West Virginia. Um, I guess I'm going to have to take off my Syracuse hat for this one because I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with West Virginia. Uh, I like West Virginia a lot. I think that they're a really tough team. Um, I think they're going to overpower Syracuse a bit. I love Syracuse. You know, I love their team. I love Buddy Beheim. He's a tremendous player. Um, Dolajai and Gerard, they're all great. But I, West Virginia is poised to make a deep run, and I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that's an easier pick for me, too. I'm going West Virginia. I really like what they got with their roster. I mean, I remember 2018, they, they weren't very good. They were kind of like in that rebuilding phase, but uh, they've progressed over the last couple of years, and I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in this year's NCAA tournament. So give me the Mountaineers. Like it. I like it. And the final final game before we can head to our Sweet 16, we have number seven Clemson versus number two uh, Houston. Did you have Rutgers in that game, or you had Clemson? I took Clemson. I took Clemson. Clemson. Yep. Yeah, so we both have Clemson versus Houston. Um, I don't think – I don't think it matters. I think Houston's going to win that game regardless of who wins Clemson versus Rutgers. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. They're kind of overpowering. You know, they're they're going to make it. So I have one through four seeds making it in the Midwest region. You know, it might be a little bit favorites, but I don't have too many upsets in this region. I think you're right. I'm going Houston, not to be boring, but I think the Cougars are a really good basketball team. You mentioned they're the uh, leading team in the nation as far as rebounding is concerned. So I think they're beating Clemson. And Clemson kind of limped their way into the NCAA tournament, if you ask me. Absolutely. Totally agree. So now we'll head to the Sweet 16. So we can roll through this um, pretty fairly quickly. So we'll go all the way back up to the West to the West region. Yes, uh, sir. I have number one Gonzaga versus number four Virginia uh, in the Sweet 16. And this is going to be a tough game. For me, for me to choose, I think Virginia, you know, has been rolling, but Gonzaga is just too overpowering. Gonzaga is heading to the lead eight. Um, you know what? I mean, the more I think about this game, Virginia. I mean, they're 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 having the COVID issues, but I do have them winning two games on the first weekend, and one seed's got to go down eventually, but. I don't think it happens yet. I have Gonzaga advancing to the Elite Eight. Sorry, Paul, if you were uh, getting excited there for that it's, one. It's it's all right. You like you kept us on our toes for a little bit. Yeah, like no that. point. I like I like that. That was good. Yeah. You made us think. So next game, I have number eleven Drake versus number two Iowa. So this was my upset. I had Drake beating USC and then Drake beating Kansas, making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, their luck's their luck's going to run out though. Uh, Iowa's too good of a team. Uh, I think that they're poised to make it to the uh, to the Elite Eight. So I, I'm going to Gonzaga versus Iowa Elite Eight. I'm taking Iowa too. I mean, Wieskamp, McCaffrey, Garza, you name it. That team is stacked. They're loaded. They're the, they're veterans. I was going to say they're old, but I mean they are. But um, I, they, they're they're old in college terms. Yes. Yep. So Iowa. Love it. Love it. So now we'll move down to the East region and we got, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. I'm sorry. What is this? <laughs> Kansas won't beat Eastern Washington bank on it. I love that. I love that. Okay. You know, we'll keep an eye out for it. You never know. Never know. And then Virginia might have to drop out if they don't get their COVID situation 
uh, squared away. So I'd assume Louisville or somebody would take their place, I'd, I'd imagine, because Louisville is an ACC team. So I think they'd yeah. be the ones in probably. It's true. This is all depending on if these teams play and there's no COVID issues. Obviously, yeah. with unforeseen COVID issues, these predictions don't really – um, stand, you know, it's going to mess up all of our brackets. You yeah. know, if you whoever's doing it at home and stuff like that. So it, it, we're just we're praying that the set bracket right now is what it's going to be, and there's not going to be any big COVID outbreaks during the tournament. Hopefully, we can make it to April, make it through the national championship, and you know, have a good end to this college basketball season. So now down to the East region. We got number one Michigan versus number five Colorado. I have, um, and I'm going to have to go with Michigan. Uh, I don't. I really don't see them losing to Colorado. I think Colorado is a good team, and you know they could sneak into the Sweet 16. But Michigan's too overpowering. So I have Michigan, Florida State, and Florida State, in my opinion, should have won the ACC. Um, I was a little disappointed that they lost to Georgia Tech in the final. So, I mean, with that being said, they can't handle Georgia Tech. I, I don't think they'll be able to handle Michigan. So as much as I want to pick FSU, give me the Wolverines advancing to the Elite Eight. I like that. I like that. And I don't want to I don't want I don't want to do that either. I'm a Notre Dame fan. You know how I feel about Michigan. But yeah, exactly, of course. But you got you gotta be you gotta go with your gut. Yeah. So Next up, I have number three, Texas, versus number two, Alabama. This is going to be a tough one. Um, I want to go with Alabama, but I love Texas. Um, love their team. I think they're going to get rolling. They're, they're, such, they're, they're, a, they're a veteran team when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to college terms, basically, like we just said. Uh, I think they're going to upset Alabama, technically upset. It's three versus two. But I, I, I'm going to go with Texas beating Alabama and matching up with Michigan in the Elite Eight. Interesting. So I had BYU Alabama, and I'm going to go with Alabama. I think they're going to advance to the Elite Eight. Again, really good veteran team going up against the Wolverines. Uh, I, I think that's going to be an enticing Elite Eight 1-2. So West and East, I have 1-2s advancing to the Elite Eight. That's great. That's perfect. And now we'll head over to the other side of the bracket. Uh, we got uh, on the south side, I have number one Baylor versus number 12 Winthrop uh, in my big upset. Basically, I had Winthrop beating Villanova and then beating Purdue. Uh, they will not beat Baylor, though. I'll tell you that. Baylor is too tough of a team. Baylor is going to make it to the Elite Eight. They'll beat Winthrop in the Sweet 16. Yep, I have Baylor winning that one, too, against Winthrop. 12 seed, I mean, the dance can only go for so long if you're a double-digit seed. Usually exactly. those seeds don't make it to the Final Four. So, If, you, if you're a double-digit seed and you make it to the Sweet 16, that's that's almost like winning a national championship. You've honestly. succeeded. <laughs> you've, you've more than succeeded. That's like yep. Winthrop should hang up a banner if they can make it to the Sweet 16. Exactly. They put, put, a, put up a nice banner in their, uh, in their gym. Yeah. Just to play against Baylor, just to say they played against Baylor. Yeah. So next up, then I have number six Texas Tech versus number two Ohio State. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with Texas Tech. I'm going to say they upset Ohio State, and they're going to meet Baylor in the Elite Eight, and it's going to be a rematch of the big of the final game of the season that we saw a couple weeks ago before conference tournament started. 
you read my mind, Paul. <laughs> Hate to say this to you, but I'm doing the same thing. Uh, it's not to be the same way, but I, I, like I have Texas Tech. Yeah, I do too. Texas Tech is like poised to make a run too. You know, yep. they, they struggled a bit this season. You know, they ended up losing 10 games, but partly because, you know, they're they're in a tough Big 12. Um, they And they blew some games, but I think that they're come tournament time. They're going to get locked in. I mean, they're, they're coming off of a Final Four appearance, too. Like, can't forget yeah. about that back in 2019. I mean, a national championship appearance, I should say, actually. Yeah. They lost to uh, um, Virginia national championship. So now we'll go down to the Midwest. Uh, we got number one, Illinois, versus number four, Oklahoma State. And uh, going with Illinois again, uh, this would be a tremendous matchup to Sunmu versus Kate Cunningham. Uh, every college basketball fan's dream right there, but um, I'm going with Illinois. Um, I'm going to Oklahoma State. I think okay. yeah, this is uh, this is the first one seed for me that gets knocked off, not advancing to the Elite Eight. Andy Hopper, um, sorry. Uh, yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what else I have to say to you. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. I think Kate Cunningham is going to continue to show why he's the number one pick in this year's draft. And I, again, as good as the the Sunmu is, Illinois struggled today at times against Ohio State. They looked so good at the start of the game, and then Ohio State started to, to chip away and show teams because again, everyone's watching this game because it's the last game before Selection Sunday that Illinois is vulnerable is vulnerable in certain spots. So Illinois got a lot of national attention today. So I don't know if they're going to be able to carry that into the Elite Eight. I, I don't know. Maybe it's I'm weird thinking this way, but the two teams in the Big Ten final are always at a disadvantage because they're the last game of the weekend before the selection committee makes these final results, and that never works. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're e- they're easily scouted, and I think Tassoon was a guy you have to scout. So Oklahoma State. I like it. I like it. You gotta you gotta find an upset. Yep. You know, I'm I'm gonna roll with the Illini though. And then the final game in our Sweet 16, we got number three West. I have number three West Virginia versus number two Houston. I believe you have the same too. Yes. Um, yes. I'm going with West Virginia. Honestly, I I like their team. Uh, they've they've had an amazing season. Uh, Houston has been great this year too, but they've dropped some important games. Um, I'm not too. I'm not too sure how deep Houston is. Uh, I, I I just I just really like West Virginia, and I think they're going to meet up with Illinois in the Elite Eight. West Virginia gave Baylor some problems this year, and I know um, they actually played Oklahoma State too. I know they lost that game by five, and then they lost to them again in the Big Twelve final. But um, I think they're going to keep this momentum rolling against Houston. Uh, I'm glad I picked. Oklahoma State, so we didn't pick the same teams again. But, yeah, I'm going West Virginia here, too. I think Houston gets knocked out. So I have 3-4 in the Midwest. like that. I like that a lot. So now since we move from the Sweet 16, we'll move to the Elite Eight. So these will be the championship games in each region, obviously. So in the West region, got number one Gonzaga versus number two Iowa. Uh, That would be a fantastic game. Really hope that that actually happens because that's just great for college basketball. I'm going with Gonzaga though. Um, Gonzaga is going to pick them off. Uh, Iowa's a good team, but they they don't play much defense. And Gonzaga does everything. Gonzaga is so deep; it's ridiculous. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Me too. 
Me too. I like Gonzaga a lot. Uh, Kispert has been an outstanding player for them as a senior. Um, Tim A too. Drew Tim A is good. I mean, I think they have a really good team, and I think that's going to carry them into the final four. John Suggs agrees. There we go. And then the next team who will who will match up with Gonzaga in the final four, we have number one Michigan versus number three Texas. I have that, and call me crazy, but I got Texas over Michigan. I think that Shaka Smart is going to make make it to the final four. I think this Texas team is good. I think Michigan is a bit flawed too, especially if they don't have Isaiah Livers. You know, I have them making it all the way to the Elite Eight. If they don't have Isaiah Livers, that might be very unrealistic, honestly, because he's the heart and soul of that team. And they they look lost without him. Uh, so they really need him back. If he's playing, they're going to make it deep. But regardless, I say Gonzaga meets up with Texas in the Final Four. It's tough because I have – so I have Michigan and Bama in the Elite Eight this far. And, um, you know, Alabama really doesn't have that impressive of a win on their resume that you can be like, whoa. I mean, I guess maybe Tennessee, but they beat LSU by one, who's on flirting on that 8-9 line. I mean, they beat Auburn, but Auburn's not in the tournament. Um, and then they lost to Arkansas. They lost to them pretty bad. So – um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go Michigan because of that. I just, I don't trust Bama in that matchup. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised I took them to go that far. I was really tempted to take BYU to upset them, but, um, I just didn't see BYU winning three games. So that's why I just kept Bama moving along. For me, it was kind of like where they were placed. Not really. It's more where they were placed than them, if that makes sense. No, so unfortunately it pains me to say this, but I have Michigan going to the final four. I like it. I like it. Michigan versus Gonzaga. If yep. Michigan's completely healthy, that's a tremendous final four yep. matchup right there. And now on the other side of the bracket, I got number one Baylor versus number six, Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech, I got making it all the way to the Elite Eight there, but I think their luck's going to run out. Uh, Baylor's too good of a team. They're so deep, tremendous defense. They they beat them last time they played them, and they're going to beat them again, I think. So I, I got Baylor making the final four. Interesting. So I have the same matchup. Uh, Baylor's a really good team. So is Texas Tech. Battle of two excellent coaches, Drew and Beard. Um, call me crazy, but uh, Texas Tech is going to make back-to-back final fours. I have the sixth seed coming out of the South region to join Michigan and Gonzaga. So I have a one. I have two ones and a six. Like it. I like it. Might as well. And our final matchup we have in the Elite Eight, number one, Illinois. I have number one, Illinois, uh, taking on number three, West Virginia. Do you have, you have the same? I have Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I knew you had something different. Yeah. But it's Illinois versus West Virginia. West Virginia is really good. But Illinois is fantastic. I got Illinois winning this game, and I, I got three one seeds in the final four. Nice. Um, I can very well see that happening, uh, Paul. I think there's a good chance Illinois makes the final four. But for me, I have Oklahoma State and West Virginia going at it. I love Bob Huggins; he's an outstanding coach, and West Virginia has a good team: Miles McBride, Taz Sherman, uh, Derek Culver, Evett Matthews Jr. Derek Culver, obviously related to. Uh, Former Texas Tech star, Jared Culver. Um, you know what? 
Mountaineers are going to the Final Four. I really like what they got. And what's crazy is they lost to Oklahoma State twice. Yeah. They're fed up with losing. They're finally going to beat them. Third time's a charm, West Virginia. It's going to be their revenge game. I like it. West West Virginia versus Texas Tech Final Four. I really like that. (laughs) That's that's a a good one right there. All right, now we'll move to our Final Four. So I have Gonzaga versus Texas. Three one seeds won't happen. You know, I respect it because it it might not happen, but it's just I can't get myself to choose against Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois. It, It could be because I'm, like, pulling hard for Illinois. And but I just but even like throw Illinois away, say that they don't make it to the final four. Like, who's going to beat Gonzaga or Baylor in their conferences? I, yeah. I just don't see it happening. I don't like Gonzaga is this is the deepest team that Mark Few has ever had at Gonzaga. Yep, this is his best shot of winning a title. Like, this team is so good, they they're eight players deep. They their three bench, their three top bench players would start for almost anyone else in the nation. Like they they are amazing, and I I don't think like I don't think I don't see anybody in the West region beating them, and I also don't see anybody in the uh, South region beating Baylor. I really don't. If Baylor's locked in, obviously, if one of these teams have a bad game, all it takes is one bad game to get knocked out of this tournament because it's single elimination. We see that every year. But yeah. if both these teams are locked in every game, I, I don't see anybody beating them. So you know what, Paul? I'll just take the screen down because we're kind of done using it. So yeah, we'll yeah. Explain. So we'll move, that's a good call. So we'll move. So Gonzaga versus Texas. I have in the final four. Um, I'm going with Gonzaga over Texas. Um, I think Texas won't be able to hold them off. I think Gonzaga is poised to make it to the national championship. I have Gonzaga, Michigan. Finally, I get the pleasure of saying the Wolverines will get bounced in the final four. Uh, yeah, I mean, as good as they are, Dickinson, Wagner, I mean, whoever the heck they have on that roster. Um, didn't Jawan Howard, something happened with him last week, and I heard he got, like, ejected. Yeah, he got ejected during the Maryland game, yeah. Sounds about right. He started he started, he started jawing at the uh, – yeah. there was a lot of things going on, though, because Maryland was, like, talking a lot of – a lot of smack and he started talking back. He might, he probably shouldn't have started talking back, but you know, Juwan Howard's always been a classy guy. So you gotta, give, yeah. you gotta give him the benefit of the doubt for that one. But you know, it was tough because you know, it, you can't get yourself thrown out of a, of a conference uh, no. tournament yeah. game. And he's a good no. coach too, but I, just, exactly. I, I have Gonzaga winning. Uh, they're just too, too much of a powerhouse to me personally. I mean, there's a good chance I had them going to the national chip cha- uh, national championship game last year too if there was a tournament. Yeah, no, I I I like that. I like that. I had I had Gonzaga going deep to last year, and they're yeah. even better now than they were last year, yeah. uh, which is which says a lot. And Baylor versus Illinois. This is a tough one. Very tough one for me. Um, I'm going with Illinois though. Okay. Uh, I really think that this team is going to make it to the national championship. Uh, they're, they're just on pace to do it. They're absolutely locked in. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm just going with a Gonzaga versus Illinois national championship. Let's get to Kevin's comment quick. You see it there. There it is. Okay, there we go. Gonzaga is going to go to the national championship game. What's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? That's our boy right there. 
Kevin um, DeRosa. Absolutely. Our yeah. boy Kev. Uh, I completely agree that yeah. I think they're going to. Yeah, we, we, we will see. We will see. Um, yeah. So for me, instead, I don't have Baylor, Illinois. I have West Virginia and Texas Tech. Um, you know, call me crazy, but um, I think if you, that Midwest region is hell, like, yeah, at that point, you've beaten Houston. You've beaten Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. You might as well throw them in the national championship game because they're on a roll. You know, they're they're playing really well. But Texas Tech, too, they I have them beating Ohio State, and then I have them beating Baylor. So that's pretty much just as impressive, if not more. But at the end of the day, uh, Chris Beard and Bob Huggins are two excellent coaches, but I think Bob Huggins has a little more experience than Chris Beard. So I'm going to throw West Virginia in the national championship game, actually. I like that. So a Gonzaga versus West Virginia. So that'll bring us to our final, our final segment before we call it a night. Uh, you have Gonzaga versus West Virginia. I have Gonzaga versus Illinois um, in the national championship. And yeah. I am going with Gonzaga, even yeah. though I'm wearing the Illinois t-shirt. I think Gonzaga is going to be your national champions. They're the best team in the nation. Well, you know what? Gonzaga is a real powerhouse team. So, I mean, they're probably going to win this tournament this year, but I can't do it. Uh, the, the Bulldogs are going to win. I, I mean, what, what am I supposed to do, Paul? Exactly. I know. I know. I know. West Virginia against Gonzaga. Like, Gonzaga is a whole nother level. I know. It's like, that, that's you the tough thing. I've been watching college basketball this entire year. It's like, how can you go against Gonzaga? I understand you can, you can make so many arguments that they play in a tough con- that they play in an easy conference, but they're undefeated. Yeah. Like yeah. their team is just so deep, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so, and I don't see West Virginia winning the whole tournament. Yeah, I I don't see it either. I think they might yeah. make it deep. I, I like that you have them national championship. Um, no, I have them in the elite eight. They were bad like three years ago. Like they were really they were bad. Really bad. Yeah. They were terrible. They were like under five hundred. Yeah. Um, they struggled big time a couple of years ago, but that you know, that's um, you know, they that was part of like their rebuild, and now they're starting to get better. But yeah. we both have a Gonzaga in the national championship, and I think that that's probably the best call. I agree. Yeah, this is a great show, Paul. Appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. Of course, I want to thank everybody for watching uh, another episode of the Three and D, an extra long episode. Uh, you know, going completely through the bra- through the bracket. Thank you so much, Tom, for you know coming on, revealing your bracket. This was so much fun. Uh, you know, something that I've really been looking forward to doing, uh, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks to thanks to everyone who stuck with us here on the Review and Preview Network. This will be up on YouTube. This will be in podcast form. Um, you'll be able to listen to it, watch it. If you haven't already, if you weren't able to catch the entire thing. Um, so as always have a great night, everybody, and we'll see you next week.